Welcome to the University Writing Program You Write 1103 podcast. We are here today with some intrepid writing studies students who are going to be talking about their EIP projects and some other writing studies skills they've picked up in You Write 1103. My name is Justin Carey. I am a lecturer in the University Writing Program, and I will kind of be your guide for this conversation. So I'll go ahead and turn it over to you all to introduce yourselves. Tell us your name and a little bit about what you've been working on this semester. Uh, my name is David, and I did my EIP project on how student writing has changed with new tech. My name is Kelsey, and I talked about social media and an online per persona and how it can affect like your brand or your business. My name is Anna, and I'm researching the role of technology in urban communities. My name is Hollis, and I researched how online dating has kind of changed the way that we form relationships. Uh, hello, my name is Leandro, and my topic is how technology is affecting social media and, and education. Great. Those are all really interesting topics. Um, a lot of variety there, as well as a lot of overlap with sort of the idea of social media, technology, some education stuff in there. And then one really interesting one sort of there about the online dating scene and how technology mm -hmm. has changed the way we kind of interact and form relationships as human beings. So that's really cool, and I'd love to hear a lot more about that. Um, so let's kind of start with that, with that general theme of technology. I'd love to get your thoughts. You know, technology, good or bad, has it changed us? Has it changed us as people, as humans? Has it changed us as writers? Um, you know, this is kind of a writing studies podcast podcast. So do you think technology has made us better or worse at writing? What do we think about that? I'd say it's a mixture of both because like we're able to like learn like new lingo and like stay up on like the latest fads with like using apps like Instagram and Snapchat. But like at the same time we went from sending like full sentences <coughs> with all the right parts to like living in like an age of like acronyms and just sending three worded sentences like hey what are you doing something like that. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point. You know, uh, technology is often the role technology plays in our evolution is is to make things faster and more um, uh, distributable, right? Going all the way back to the, something like the printing press, right? Like a very famous piece of technology that allowed for books to be distributed more quickly and to more people, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing now. The more the faster things get, the the more kind of like distilled out and shorthand and and you know, TLDR. If you don't want to listen to the rest of the podcast, right? Like stuff like that, right? So this is the first point in our podcast conversation where I can really discern a similarity between the way that technology has changed our writing style and our, essentially our dating style, specifically with Tinder. And so for those of you who don't know, Tinder is labeled a self-discovery app. And what you do is you create a profile, you write a bio, um, and then you, it's set up almost like a card game. So you look through these cards, and if you're interested in a person, you swipe right, and if you're not, you swipe left. If both of you swipe right, you end up having a conversation, and you can connect with this person. But even with Tinder, all these blogs that offer tips and tricks for creating the best bio tell you to make it funny, make it intriguing, but keep it short. So Tinder and online dating in general has really become about convenience and that's what we see when we analyze the changes that this technology has made to the typical relationship building model. 
So yeah, so that's an interesting point. You know, I think so. That is kind of a double-edged sword, right? The, we 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 use the tools that are available to us for speed and for effectiveness and for communication and for distribution, but at the same time, it's also causing our, our writing to to become more shorthanded, more truncated, perhaps. Um, but at the same time, is it becoming more concise and more clear? Like if you only have three words to get your message across, is it, are you going to be forced to make something that's more clear? I don't know. That's just a question I'm throwing out there. So. I don't This is an interesting point because one of the arguments that can be made in favor of this new technology is that it has the potential to allow for a more open and honest discussion surrounding dating. With Tinder, a lot of people use it as a hookup app. A lot of people use it looking for, you know, serious long-term partners and this online rhetoric, the question becomes, does it allow for, you know, emotional convenience as well as the convenience of one's time and saying, here's what I'm looking for, here's what I have to offer, you know, take it or leave it. So the question becomes, is it more convenient? Does it allow for more honest communication or does it hinder our ability to communicate face to face. Hollis, I'd like to turn to you about kind of your work with online dating and kind of how that whole scene has sort of shifted the rhetoric around how we create ourselves and sort of from the perspective of like we've composed an image of ourselves, right, for someone else as an for an audience, right? And we want something from that audience, right? We want to connect somehow with that audience. So tell us a little bit about, about your work there. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because the same sort of dynamic that we've talked about with, you know, our writing has become shortened. It's the kind of the same with the way that we form relationships. It's, so there's like a relationship model, I guess, and um, the initiation stage with online dating profiles, it's like you already have, you know, you know the person's sexuality, their location, their age, a lot of people put their height in their bio, so you already have all this information. It kind of makes it more convenient, I guess. But the, you know, argument against that is like, does it make it less meaningful? You know, you don't have, you have all this time to like think of a response when you're speaking to someone over online, and um, has that made it more difficult for us to have meaningful conversations? You know, face to face, like yeah, without all that time to think. Yeah, I, I, I can almost imagine, like, you know, sitting at dinner or something with someone, and instead of asking them a question, you're like, you're like hang on a second, let me look at your profile to figure this answer out. <laughs> oh, you yeah. were born in Maryland? Oh, cool, yeah, like, I just said it right here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a very interesting thing, and, you know, thinking about, like, I, I don't know, my, I, I, I missed that whole scene. I've not ever had like, done that because it wasn't around when I was, you know, needing that and I don't now. And so um, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know much about it other than, like, what I've heard, right? And I, I hear often, and this might just be like TV shows and stuff, but like people sometimes like, maybe like, you know, uh, embellish the details a little bit or, or uh, isn't there a thing about like, what is it, like a swordfish? Catfish. 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 <laughs> I said swordfish on purpose to be, I, I know it's called that, I just wish, I, it's like something my dad would do. Um, dad jokes. Not, he wouldn't, do, yeah, he would make, uh, he would mess up a word on purpose, I that should be funny. But yeah, so stuff like that, right, where people like are like fake, fake on there almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, 
that I think that ties in with this whole kind of trend right now in our society of like what's real and what's not. Um, how do we discern what's actual information and what's fake information? Um, and I think as writers, as people who are studying rhetoric, as we study those things, that's a skill set that we can equip to be able to identify that stuff when we come across it. This is significant because catfishing relates to visual rhetoric in a way that many people don't realize. The rhetoric of somebody's written profile is important, but the real test comes from the visual rhetoric of their pictures. This was shown in a study looking to understand the online dating preferences of 300 heterosexual men and 300 heterosexual women. From this study, researchers were able to discern the five most desired traits consistent among both the men and the women. The first trait of importance was physical appearance, and the second was honesty. Both of these traits are determined largely based on somebody's profile pictures. If someone says in their written bio that they are a personal trainer, and yet they appear as though they haven't stepped inside of a gym within the past five years, one would assume dishonesty. This is what catfishing is. Catfishing denotes the use of fake information or fake pictures to essentially embellish one's swipeability, so to speak. Honesty is one of the most sought after traits. Catfishing is understandably one of the least desired. And this is new. You know, it was much more difficult to deceive a potential partner before the invention of this new technology. How does that affect the way that we build these new relationships? I referred to Knapp's staircase model, which offers a visual representation of this process. Initiation is the first stage in which we, quote, reduce uncertainty and promote positive outcomes by exchanging public information, unquote. This stage appears almost unrecognizable when it is performed over the internet. And this is where the concern for our ability to communicate face-to-face -face comes into play. Essentially, whether or not this new technology has revolutionized dating in a positive way or taken away from the stages of initiation is up for interpretation. It depends on who you ask and it's so new that it's very hard to determine a concrete answer to this question. Either way, one can't argue that this is changing. The way that we communicate is changing. The way that we build relationships, therefore, is also changing. It'll be very interesting to see where this goes and how this technology improves and changes over time.